Hey, so how's it, everybody? Welcome back to Freedom Fanatics, where your freedom is worth fighting. Guys, today I'm joined by my esteemed colleague who is also celebrating a birthday today, Tiejo. So happy birthday to you, good sir. And a uh, new Thank face on the show, yeah. an intern with the Freedom Fanatics crew, Chris Patterson. Chris, it's great to have you on. Guys, um, so today... Uh, we're going to start with a good news story. Uh, you know, we've been actually been leaning on good things guy for a while now. And I think it's just because, um, you know, we want to, want to take a positive spin on stuff. And when things get, we don't need to remind you, uh, what, what's bad and in, in, in what's going on around us. Um, so the story comes out of KwaZulu-Natal, um, and it's from about a student at, uh, the university of KZN. Um, so his name was Dumasani Ngobese, and essentially his, uh, he, he graduated from his undergraduate degree, um, and uh, he got very emotional, and, and the, the recording of, of the moment went, went viral on social media. Um, and I think really it was just an emotional outpouring um, after his, for him, you know, having graduated, and the struggle that he took to get there. And essentially he, he was, a was raised by his maternal grandmother. Um, and I think outside, uh, in Pangeni in a, in a little, in a township outside in Pangeni. And, um, yeah, I think it was, it was just a, a big moment for him. Uh, his maternal grandmother raised him together with nine other children. Uh, and she was a sole breadwinner in their family and, and worked to support them as a street vendor. So Tiago, what do you, I'm sure there are many stories like this um, and definitely something worth celebrating. Definitely. No, I, 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 first and foremost, I think, let me send my message of congratulations to Dumisani for his attainment of his degree and having read about where he comes from, really, really, it's quite, it, it was quite important that he does attain this degree you know the reality of the matter is that in, in in the society that we live in you either have to empower yourself to attain certain certain skills and 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 and, and ways of doing things so you can sell your labor to the labor market mm. or you could go into starting a business or something of that nature but of course that does require a lot of capital to start that not everyone can start off with that so it's a good start to start with education get all the skills empower yourself and 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 let's get it off from there but now let's let's delve into the actual story right into the actual story i think indeed it is a, a good story that a young man who came from a rural area having grown up in a poor background a grandmother who struggled to get him to school, ultimately finished his qualification and luckily found a job. But much as this is a, it's, it is a good story, and I'm sorry that I have to be the one who always crushes the good stories on this show, <laughs> much, 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 much as it is a good story, it's an individual's good story. In the broader context of things, really, we, we, we are still faced with the highest unemployment South Africa has ever seen we are still faced with an education system that's collapsing we are still faced with an economy that's not growing and many other issues 
Mm. And so this one particular story, yes, we must celebrate it, but we should certainly carry on with the fight of fixing the rest of the issues that we have in society. So the next time someone doesn't doesn't get a job from from because someone is pitying them because ultimately it's, mm. it's a, that mm. kind of a thing someone is pitying you and giving you a job it, it shouldn't be that it should be based on skills but we do cr- congratulate the young man on on the attainment of his qualification show mm. no i think that's an awesome reality check um chris what are your what are your impressions i mean someone like this is going into I mean, it's it's great that he's, and we'll come to that a little bit later. You know, he's he's been offered a job, but we'll jump into that later. Um, but also, you know, on average, about twenty five percent of people uh, don't actually complete their university bachelor's degree. So, in a way, he's he's one of a few to actually excel. But what what are your general thoughts um, about the story, and maybe to some of Tiako's comments? Um, I would say that. Is, is is very lucky to find a job, to be offered a job when so many graduates don't end up finding a job because the degree that they do, they don't find jobs for. And um, that unemployment rate and that youth unemployment rate specifically is sort of a dampening effect, has a dampening effect on, on their will to find a job. And they, they, they sort of, there's no opportunities for them. So automatically they're less fortunate. And and I must say, like Tiago said, congratulations team for finding a job, for getting a job. Um, and I hope that he's most successful in it. And um, also there's many people like him with many inspiring stories like him who won't find a job. So, yeah. No, absolutely, and I think so. It's your, I mean, the 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 job that he's that he's found with his degree. I mean, obviously, he's he's very proud to to have accomplished it. Now, remember, we're, you know, we're when I was at university, we wanted to make a we we had to make documentary films for our degree. Um, and initially, I pitched an idea. I approached this guy um, who is from uh, I think he was from sort of in, in the interior of the Eastern Cape um, near Dutra and. We approached him, we said, like, you know, he had a very similar background um, and we wanted to, to share a story, you know, how we can scale up the success of, of, of people making it through, like, um, making it through South Africa's uh, faulty education system, making it to a prestigious university like the University of Cape Town. And the father actually said, you know what, I don't want you to do this until you have graduated and have secured a job. So I think, I think there's something important there. But the actual, the the man who's given him a job has obviously created this position. But I think the important thing, obviously, you know, it's just creating a job for this guy, which is is maybe neither here nor there. But I think for me, the important thing is that at least he'll get some work experience. And I think there's something missing there um, in South Africa's post-school or post-secondary school uh, sort of education program. What, What are your thoughts on that? No, definitely. That's that. I I I entirely think we must at at, at a micro level um ce- uh, celebrate this as as a success story, uh, yet not at a macro level. At a macro level, like I've mentioned, we are still faced with a huge crisis. But for this particular individual, like Chris said, I do hope that he does succeed in his job, and I hope that 
he grows and 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 and, and continues to grow from this position moving forward continue to grow his skills so he could yeah become more market that so the market can demand you more you know the more you 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 you, you attain skills the more the markets the market needs you so i i hope he does get to that point sure hmm. chris any any last comments on the story i mean we've got so this it, i think what stands out to me in the story is we've got a a private uh businessman of a very similar background so you know we say like these successes can probably be scaled up of course um and this comes from a guy called uh, Calvin Matibelli, um, who, who owns some companies. And he sort of, the, the story resonated with him, uh, sort of probably saw himself in, in Dumasani. Um, so, I mean, here we really have an example of ordinary people stepping in where uh, the structures are, you know, where, where the state uh, is letting people down. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Mm. I think we should say thank you to him also, the business owner, for making this job for this man um, because it's it's sort of uh, is easing out on a limb here given all the problems that um, small, medium enterprises face in this country. So, yeah, thank you to no, you also. <laughs> If, no, if I may just if I may just jump in, mm. I, I, I I have one hope. I, I I well, firstly, let me appreciate that that let's. I think we should appreciate that the private sector has always created the most jobs in society. As things stand, I think the government creates around twenty five percent of the jobs, and the rest of the seventy five percent is created by the private sector. Which is why really, really, we should push for the privatization of of, of, of of our society at large and, and, and have a limited government so people could have jobs and be able to provide for themselves and their loved ones. But I think there's also something, and there's, 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 there's you know, in South Africa, once something happens, uh, there starts being a trend of that thing, where once something mm. of this nature happens. I hope we don't get to a point whereby the private sector will start hiring people out of feeling pity for them moving forward mm -hmm. given the the, the the situation that we are in there's gonna be a lot of people of course who, who mm -hmm. are well deserving but the 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 system as it has as it is as currently as it currently stands locks them out because the economy is not growing there are no job opportunities and stuff i hope we don't get to the that point like we have gotten with social grants whereby yeah it becomes the order of the day to 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 hand hand out jobs and and, and we continue celebrating such things i think we should celebrate it today but we should ensure that in future we don't have to uh, have an individual private person coming mm -hmm. in creating a job to save someone we should allow the market to run its course and by running its course automatically jobs jobs will be created mm -hmm. here i think it's 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 it's, it's like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a micro success story, but we do really, 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 really need a macro success story, a success story that majority of young people in South Africa can, can, can share, share in. Absolutely. No, I think, yeah, I, th I agree completely too. I think there's definitely, there's something a little bit discouraging about there being so much hype about a story like this. This kind of thing should, shouldn't be that un unusual. Um, and of course, I mean, you know, we've attended graduation ceremonies at university, you know, you see these kind of things all the time. Um, 
and I think it really it's yeah it's not sustainable and I think it, it's definitely you know there, there's there's a place that we need to get to as a society where we can credibly absorb graduates into our our labor 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 market um but chaps let's uh let's move along to our second story uh for today and um again you know we we, we love to we love to uh sort of rubbish the idea of talking about potholes but i thought this one really did catch my attention um yesterday and this but for a specific reason now this like okay i'm from johannesburg uh you know today we, we're talking to you live from from uh from the cape from limpopo as well as johannesburg and joburg has a serious puzzle problem and what what happened here is that um uh discovery and i think a budget insurance essentially signed a a deal with the city of johannesburg that they would uh repair p- uh potholes of a certain width and diameter and uh they have exceeded their ninety thousand projection uh for potholes to be fixed and essentially the main reason that they've done this is to limit the amount of insurance claims that they receive now obviously that's that's their own incentive uh to do it uh but also it's saving private individuals uh money uh chris what are your what are your thoughts on this uh sort of this partnership between uh you know city city uh, government and and the private sector i think it's it's, it's cool quite good because this is sort of a success story that can be replicated across across the country there's not only bottles in joburg there's bottles in durban there's bottles down here in cape town there's bottles in uppington for example um yeah and the number of bottles aren't just going to stop growing so there's partnerships are good absolutely absolutely so what are your what are your thoughts here well, I think you 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 already know what I'm gonna say, uh, Alex. <laughs> I think I've already made similar sentiments a, a long time ago. But my mm. thoughts are that it's it's a good thing that we see the private sector coming together with the state to fix with the government, local government to fix potholes. But my my concern remains one, as I've always mentioned, that mm. if the private sector is coming and doing this job then what is the money that we as citizens and residents are paying to these municipalities that doing? That then becomes the question. Things, should, things shouldn't have had to get to this point, right? We shouldn't be here. On a monthly basis, on a daily basis, we pay local governments money, and that's money that should be fixing these things. Now, the private sector now starts, has to now come in and step in and start assisting the government it tells us that the government is failing and it's something that we've always fa- said that the government cannot handle everything mm. so if anything i think this is a this this in particular is a good story for one reason for me and mm. and, and 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 for the freedom uh, freedom advocacy network really that we have another a private institution here illustrating that the private sector can get the job done much better than the government can let's limit the government stuff such as this ones that the, that the government is failing at indeed let's give it to the private sector mm. but as well let's give them the money to do the stuff they shouldn't have to 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 do the stuff out of their own pockets let the money come from the money that we contribute towards the the, the government so we, we 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 can excel as a society and we don't harm these businesses and mm. end up in a situation whereby these businesses must start retrenching workers again mm. 
Absolutely. I mean, the, the, this is money coming out of the pockets of these businesses, literally yeah. to to step in where where the government ha has failed. And you, you see this replicated across all sorts of industries. Um, but I think what's quite what's quite uh, exciting about this is that the, the the openness of government to work with the private sector, uh, you know, maybe in an acknowledgement of where they are failing. So at least they, you know, baby steps. We're getting there, but I, I totally agree that we need accountability. But Chris, I think maybe thinking more about what ordinary citizens can do, because Tiago speaks about accountability, speaks about the fact that, you know, the government is the person, they hold the money um, and should be spending it wisely. Um, this kind of thing is maybe something that people can think about when they, when they go to the ballot boxes is, you know, I want you to, if it's not something, you know, democracy is not this highfalutin thing, you know, it can be as simple as if you want your potholes fixed, vote for somebody who you think you can vote for. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. And uh, I think service delivery is the main driver for voters because without it, you're not, you don't sort of get what you want. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. Um, service delivery is, is what, when I went to vote, for example, I used service delivery as one of my main points of why I went to vote. I went to vote for service delivery. So, and I got what I wanted. So, yeah. No, it's awesome. I mean, what are the, what are the kind of things in your, tell us, tell us a bit about that. Where, where about are you, are you based at the moment? What are the kind of service delivery issues that you, you as a citizen uh, wanted solved? So mainly, um, we have down here in the northern suburbs, for example, there's quite a bit of potholes that need filling. There's um, refuse problems sometimes. So we we contact the city and normally the city of Cape Town comes within a day or two and they fix the problems. So that's what I want. I want quick service delivery. I don't want the refuse to be standing out there for two weeks and mm. and nothing's being done. So I'll vote for somebody who gets their work done as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Teoko, sir, any last thoughts before we jump into burning questions? You look like you, you're ready. <laughs> yeah, my last thoughts are, are really around why people vote. I think people vote for different reasons. I'm glad that Chris votes for service delivery. I vote for same reasons. But oh, the truth is that I have traveled across Limpopo. I have traveled across the Eastern Cape whilst I was still based that side. I've gotten to go to some of the rural areas. I've spent weeks, for example, in, 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 in Vegasport here in, in Limpopo, which is a rural area, really. And the shocking thing for me is that people in a lot of people in such areas vote for different reasons from the reasons that Chris has given. In Bergasford, for, for example, people vote and not only vote, but vote for the very government of the day because they are of the belief that if they don't continue voting for this government, they'll lose their social grants. Social grants for kids, social grants for elders and staff. So it's 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 and it's 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 a kind of politics that are pushed in such areas, right? The politicians come to them and tell them that the rest of these political parties don't care about you. Yeah. So and so party was was associated with the apartheid government. So and so party 
is a party of thugs and whatnot. We are the only party that cares about you. We give you social grants. If you don't vote for us, chances are that you're going to lose social grants. So in places such as Begasford, I have found that in, in the rural part of Begasford in particular, I found that a, a lot of people there vote because they are scared of losing social grants over anything else. So I think in, 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 in different parts of the country, we'll find that there are different reasons around this. And we really do have the moral duty, each of us who, who, who really understand how the system of governance work and, 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 and really what things people should really look at when, when participating in elections and what the government can do, what the government cannot do. It's really, I think, upon us to, 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 to take it upon us and educate people around such things. I, I try my part whenever I'm, I'm in Begasport mm. to explain to people that, no, man, it, there's, there's no such a thing. There's no such a thing. These policies were brought about by parliament, not, not a particular individual. They were supported by many political parties. I remember when social grants were established, for example, I think the proposal was, of course, made by the ANC, but political parties such as the IFP, political parties such as the DA, were in support of the proposal. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's that. We also have that responsibility of helping to fix the false narrations that, 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 that some parties are using to uh, gain political support on the ground especially now that 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 really we are moving into 2024 and 2024 mm. will be a highly contested election there is there's gonna be a lot of false information on the ground and, mm. and especially in your rural areas where unfortunately many people are illiterate and really don't uh, don't have a good idea of how governance works how uh, our public representatives are actually our representatives who we pay as citizens, people who don't have mm. such understandings and the fact that the government is our government. There is, there is essentially no government without the people. Every cent that the government has comes from either the people or the, 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 the business sector. The government mm. in and of itself doesn't have resources, right? So such narrations, I think, moving towards 2024 and, 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 and forward, we'd have to, 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 to fix such narrations so more people can vote for reasons, practical reasons similar to those that Chris has given. Yeah, exactly. And I think one, one, one reason would be to get yourself off a social grant and uh, get uh, an economy that employs people that add value to the society rather than handouts, relying on handouts from the government. But I think no, that's some, some really interesting points that in the run-up to 2024 that uh, I think we've got our work cut out for here. Um, at fan because on that note remember to follow us at badge of liberty you can find us where you are on tiktok facebook instagram as well as twitter guys that is all that we have for today for you on freedom fanatics thanks so much to chris and tearful and yeah we have a very exciting episode of burning questions coming up now with buddy
Hello and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Burning Questions. Hi Alex, hi Diego, and welcome to a new face. Hi Chris. Okay, I think Chris is waving. Great. <laughs> All right, guys, um, let's get right into um, today's episode. And the cold card we have today um, is from Mr. Richard Mabonya, and it reads, our youngsters are growing up with the idea of having of having everything for free. It's an entitlement attitude. That sense of entitlement has killed the initiative of youngsters. <sighs> Alex, what do you think uh, about this quote? And considering the fact that you guys were just now speaking about Dumisani, who got a, you know, a, 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 a job made for him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yes. No, I think um, you know, you know, Richard Moponia was a, an incredible man, um, mm-hmm. a, yeah, a stalwart businessman, and uh, yeah, he's the the namesake of Moponia Mall in Soweto, mm-hmm. and I think I think he's definitely onto something here, and I think it's important when we look at these quotes to look at where the quote, look at the quote from the from the person and the context that they said in. Um, you know, mm-hmm. this is a man who's built businesses, um, mm-hmm. who's created many 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 jobs. Um, yeah. So I think we 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 mustn't take lightly what he's saying, and, and I think it's something we hear often, right? You know, oh, South Africans mm-hmm. are just entitled, you know. Yeah. But I think um, there's uh, there's there's something to be said when someone of his esteem in the business world uh, tells us what we think. What we think? Okay, dear. For a quick one, are South Africans entitled, or is the youth of South Africa entitled? Include yourself there, sir. Thanks. Well, I would say that, uh, well, no actual study. I don't think any actual study has been done around this. So what I say, take it as my opinion. But I would say definitely the majority of South Africans are very entitled. And I mean, look, for example, at the people who are pushing for the land issue, your EFF and and, and young people in your FISMAS Falls and everything, right? Mm. While while there's some some sort of weight in the arguments that they raise, but at the very center of the arguments that they raise normally is, is the issue of entitlement. Firstly, people like the EFF, young people in the EFF, feel entitled to the South African land, for example, right? Mm-hmm. They feel entitled to it, they call it their land and stuff of that nature, but in reality, this land doesn't belong to, to, to them and has actually never belonged to them. And of course, they make references to things like your colonization, that white colonizers came into South Africa, took the land from our ancestors, as if white colonizers arrived in South Africa and found their colonizers owning every part of the land, or their ancestors staying in in, in unity and stuff of that nature, as if colonizers arrived in South Africa and there was peace and no fights. But the reality of the matter is that there has always been that struggle of, of, mm. of fighting for the land even amongst Africans. Like I've mentioned, yeah. how, how, how some of these kingdoms came about, the Sikukune kingdom, the Wapedi kingdom, for example, Tulare, the first person who founded it came from Botswana, came mm. into South Africa. Uh, using his military, he conquered all the, the, the kingdoms that were around here in the northern part of South Africa and mm. formed the Wapedi tribe forced all those smaller kingdoms and then formed the, the, the mother the, the, the mother kingdom. Um, what do we refer to, to, to it as again? Uh, 
but anyway, formed the Bapedi tribe, and now all those other small kingdoms were, were forced to report to him. All the kings of those small kingdoms were forced to, to, to marry wives from, from his kingdom and stuff of that nature. Yet South Africans still, yet these young South Africans in your EFFs and stuff still feel entitled that the land belongs to them. Mm. Stuff such as, 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 as when it comes to fees, for example, uh, we recently saw a protest by COSAS, which mm -hmm. is the, 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 the learners organization uh, that's, 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 that's in partnership with the African National Congress. COSAS mm -hmm. operates at a high school level. We recently saw them protesting to the JSE in mm. Santin, demanding that private businesses that side donate, if I recall well, it was a million rand, demanding, uh, by the way, not asking, mm. not mm. saying that we need your assistance, saying that no, yeah. you are operating in our country, you have made all your wealth through our resources and, 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 and everything of that nature, which is really nonsense. And yeah. these people have never owned resources before and in their individual capacities. So for them to say that they, 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 these businesses are making money out of uh, things that belong to them, it's really nothing but entitlement, if, if you mm. were to ask. But even if you look at some of the protests that are emerging in the country led by young people, a lot of them are protests led by people who are demanding stuff that don't belong to them at all. People yeah. saying that we should be taxed more so they, 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 the government can can increase the amount of money it gives to young unemployed people. They feel entitled to my salary. I mean, I work very hard for my own salary. Really? Why feel entitled <laughs> to my salary that the government should increase the tax on my salary and give you that money? It's, it's, it's nonsensical. So essentially, I am saying to you that I do think that generally young people in south africa feel entitled and that that that, that culture of entitlement should end if mm. we are to get anywhere as a society everyone should go back to working for themselves like mm. we have always done in the history of humanity yeah. in africa in in, in in asia in europe in every continent people have always known that you have to work for yourself so you can put food on your table and those that cannot work for themselves are those that uh, 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 help was provided for. We need to mm. get back people mustn't feel entitled to our own work. They must, we, we must all go and work and, and, and yeah, take it from there. Definitely. Uh, thank you for that, Mr. Tiejo, you know. Um, so, okay, the first comment we have um, comes from Craig. And I think Craig really um, agrees with, with, with the sentiments that are being shared here. And he says, truth the world owes nobody anything but also i'm just like the world kind of does owe us something it's been too unkind but that's not what we're talking about um chris what are your thoughts um the world owes nobody anything do you agree yes i do uh i was always told that um, nothing in life is free and then you need to work for what you want so yeah <laughs> That's sort of the basis from where I come. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to add that it's all about family and family values. And if the family values aren't there, you're mm -hmm. missing something that is quite integral to how you view the world and your mm -hmm. place in the world. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I definitely agree. Okay, guys. Um, comment number two. Um, this comes from you, Hugh Robinson. 
And he says, a problem created by the ANC and others willing to give away free stuff without thought to the country's structural needs or real employment creation. Read, read ourselves of race-based policies and the country will grow. Alex, will the country grow if we get rid of race-based policies? I think it's definitely a good start. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's in, essentially, if you look at something like uh, the whole idea on BE and uh, uh, affirmative action, preferential procurement, these are all based on ideas that you, um, whether maybe not intended so, but what it's become is uh, giving contracts or other such things on the basis, not on merit. Um, mm. So I think, you know, that's when you start getting entitled, you know, oh, because I know you, you, you know, I'll slip, I'll slip you a little brown envelope and you can give me this this tender or, you know, I can get, or even how, how a policy like BE um, plays out in the private sector, you know, when, when mm. you force private companies to hire people solely based on race, then, you know, it, it can create a sense of entitlement or undermine the whole idea that you can, as Chris says, you know, work hard to get something. Um, mm. And the, the problem of that is then people who, you know, of all races who, who um, you know are qualified, um, you know feel out like feel cheated by the system, and you lose yeah. the the best brains of no matter what, uh, no matter how much melatonin is in their skin. So I think mm -hmm. I think definitely if we can get race based policies out of the system to start with, I, I agree with you. I think we can be on the road to road to recovery for sure. Definitely. Okay, let us go to the third comment. Um, it's a bit. Uh, a bit it's a bit weird because i can't read okay so Andre starts with and and will kill i think he's agreeing to the code card um and will kill our economies to come because they want handouts from the state no initiatives to generate for for the old and the poor okay so Diego, thoughts on what Andre is saying? Will the like he's talking about the fact that youth um, entitlement rather kills the economy? Is that true? Absolutely, absolutely. And I don't think it will just kill the economy to come. I think it's already killing the economy as things stand. Mm. Things are not looking good, and at the very center of why things are not looking good is the issue of entitlement on 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 young people's part and and uh, really all uh, majority of citizens of on on of, of all ages and 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 yeah. of age groups but i do agree that this is a culture that was created by the government of the day right. uh, say all you want to say about the apartheid system it was a terrible system discriminated against uh, black people but the governance, the governance where where they governed, where where the apartheid government was delivering services, services were delivered properly. Where mm -hmm. the apartheid government was, they were not handing out. They were, it was not a government uh, rooted in handouts, right? Mm -hmm. It was a government. Much as it was a bad government, it was a government yeah. that was rooted on the principle of people having to work, although mm -hmm. it made some limitations to who can have access to what work and. Who can't have access to what work? Now, I think that's that's that, that that's something we should return to. Um, there's 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 certainly a lot that we could learn from the apartheid government. A lot of positives there, but more than anything, there's a lot that we could learn from economies such as the Singapore 
economy whereby people are really encouraged to work, 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 and mm. work. That's, mm. that's really the only way that we could, each of us, get ourselves out of, each of us improve our lives. And those who are in yeah. poverty get out of poverty. Those who are in the middle class wanting to go to, go to the upper class and uh, everything of that nature can do that. But indeed, the, the, the issue of entitlement is, is really killing our economy. The fact that there is a conversation currently in government corridors, uh, government considering increasing um, the, 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 the grant that it gives to young unemployed people and stuff of that nature. And that, the fact that that comes from uh, the very question of entitlement and uh, the consequences that that would have on our economy, we'd have mm. less to, to spend on service on, on delivering services if you have less money to spend on delivering services it mm. then then that things start deteriorating then businesses start running away and stuff of that nature so it's it's, it's a really a complex matter but the essential point is that yes entitlement and people who are just going to sit down and not want to work for yeah. their own food it's it's not going to get us far it's going to kill our economy Definitely. But maybe a young South African will come to you and say, dear, well, I can hear you say, I must go work, I must go find a job or whatever. But there are no jobs in South Africa, especially for young people. Um, what would you say to that young South African? And don't say go start a business. <laughs> what else would you say? <laughs> of, 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 of course, I wouldn't say they must go start a business, but it's a bit of a complex matter because at the, at the very heart, at the very, very, very heart of the, of the crisis, are our policy makers. So now when a young person comes, really there's, 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 there's not much advice I could give because the real changes need to happen at, at, at the macro level, it need to happen at the policy level, need to happen at the governance level. What I would do is- So then wait, so wait, what are, I would, we then, are we then saying that they're not wrong in a way to be entitled because they don't really have much of a choice? No, we are saying they are wrong for 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 want. Well, I am saying that they are wrong for wanting more and more social grants from the government. Instead, they should demand for the government to privatize. They they, they should demand for 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 privatization in our society, so mm. more jobs could be created, rather than demanding that the government gives you social grants. Essentially, you are mm. saying that give me money and I'll go sit down. Anyone who's mm -hmm. a hard worker naturally and anyone who truly wants to work will go to government and say, no, I don't want your social grant. What I actually want is a, work, is a, is a job so I can work for my income and, 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 and have that dignity of working for my own income and providing for my family out of my own hands or, or, or mind and whatever, out of my own mm -hmm. hard work. That's true. That is true. Alex and Chris, um, any last um, sentiments or views or opinions? I think I'll let Chris have the final word. The government, okay, <laughs> the government should focus rather on, rather than on giving out grants, they should focus on providing incentives and opportunities, and unemployed people and graduates and people who are dependent on on grants should urge the government to provide incentives and opportunities for them to find a job and not rely on, on, on those grants for everything. Yeah, that's true. But wait, um, do you guys not think that the government is doing it on purpose, like this thing of having grants, that they're doing it on purpose so that they always have these people that depend on them? And if obviously they have people who depend on them, it's like, 
okay, these people are always going to vote for us and no one is going to take us out um, from being uh, the, the... I'm talking about the ANC when I'm talking about government. So it's like the ANC will always kind of be the ruling party because they're always going to have these people who depend on them. Alex, what do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think there's definitely an element of that. And uh, we spoke about it a bit on Freedom Fanatics, how, you know, the, the, how people have this, as Tiago mentioned, how pe- people have this perception that grants come from the ANC, not from mm-hmm. the government, uh, from, mm-hmm. ta- from taxpayers' money. And I think that it, it really is a big, big issue that yeah. political parties have to deal with leading up to 2024 is trying to debunk this narrative. Um, and I think I think it's it's weaponized. I think the government has weaponized social grants uh, to keep people loyal to to the movement to the mm. to the ANC. So I think it, it's a, it's a massive issue. Yeah. Um, but I, I think and Tiago has spoken on uh, about it before on previous episodes. Is, is people want people want to work. People want the dignity to mm. to to work. And um, you know, it, it, social grant social grants is the lowest of the low. If, in True. terms of being able to support yourself and to be able yeah. to support your family. Um, it's not a natural uh, way of thinking that I want to be dependent on mm. going to the post office once a month or the SASA oh. office to, to collect, you know, what is equivalent to maybe two grocery, grocery shop trips, you know? Um, so I think it's definitely, I think if, if, if there's some, I don't know how hard it would be to, to try and, unwind that narrative and i, th- I think there mm. is a uh, there is a deliberate uh, tactic on the part of the nc for sure yeah definitely uh okay yeah. <laughs> if i could just jump in i think i'm burning inside me yeah it's it's i think it's a twofold that matter Mm-hmm. Firstly, I think we have uh, the ANC doesn't know what what it's doing. First and foremost, I think that's that's something I must say. They don't have a good understanding okay. of how to grow the economy. Mm-hmm. They and as a result, they 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 the second matter now. As a result, they mm-hmm. have to end up using these things to to Guinea support, gain support on the ground. Right? They end mm-hmm. up having to use it, but this comes because. They have failed. They, they, they are failing to, 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 to create a more sustainable thing that would get them the votes. So they end up yeah, just sending out money because we can't create jobs. We don't know how to go about with this thing. We'd rather hand out. I think it's, it's that kind of a twofold that matter show. Sure. Mm-hmm. Guys, I think we've come to the end of our show. Um, thank you so much, guys, for your time. And remember, your freedom is worth fighting for. Thank <laughs> you.